Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win if you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards. Please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore podcast, where we chat about the seemingly random things large groups of Black people go up for. I am your co-host, Sequoia. And I'm Jordan. And today, we are chatting about WWE slash WWF. I don't really know the difference. Um, I'm hoping Jordan knows the difference and can explain it to me. Um, But before we get into the main shit of the episode, in my defense... I have it in my defense this week and it is on theme. This episode will come out, I think, on Thanksgiving Day. And so, you know, I had a Thanksgiving theme in my defense. So over the weekend, I went to my first white Friendsgiving. And at said white Friendsgiving, we had to each bring a dish, Mm -hmm. right? So naturally, I bring cornbread because, you know, as Negroes do, cornbread a staple. It goes with everything. You can sop up all types of stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. With with sweet starch. I I love cornbread. I don't know if the whites had ever had cornbread, but it was there. Someone brought what I'm told is a white Thanksgiving staple, green bean casserole. Who now? What in the world? I had that. A a green bean casserole. Mm -hmm. I'm Googling this. I've never even heard of that. You stop it, Jordan. Stop it. I <laughs> had never had any food with casserole in the name <laughs> um, because black people don't cook that. And most of the foods that I consume are prepared by black people unless they are, you know, or, or an ethnic person to some degree and other, you know, that's a white thing. And so I, I had the green bean casserole. I put it on my plate. And I have to say, I, I had a good time with my green bean casserole. Interesting. It had mush cream of mushroom in it. You know, it had I love cream of mushroom. That's my girl. If you're not cooking with cream of mushroom, you're not cooking okay. right. And it had a little mushroom bits in it and like a little cr- a little crispy onions on top. Yeah, I'm seeing that. And it was solid. I was like, oh, this is what y'all be talking about. This is what y'all be talking the about. Google images are appetizing. You know, the Google images are, are on par, too. And I have a white roommate. She always talking about green bean casserole for Thanksgiving. And every time she said, I sighed at her a little bit because I'm like, you really y'all y'all really eat stuff with casserole. Yeah, that sounds like a Paula Deen episode. It sounds like Paula Deen. Like it's giving extremely nigger in, in Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, no. and no, 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 I don't no. want nigger in my Thanksgiving no, 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 foods. No, I no, simply no. don't. Not a hard R, you know. But I had it. <laughs> that's what it was giving and so i had it and it was good it was a very solid dish and i understand why you all consume it and enjoy it at thanksgiving i also had trader joe's turkey breast whoa it was already cooked you were going out on some limbs wow and it comes in a sealed ziploc wait reverse um slide to the left it's a it's a pre-cooked turkey breast that comes in plastic Yes, it's a pre-cooked turkey breast that comes in a plastic sealed bag to keep the moisture and the juices oh my in. Gosh. And you just pop it in the oven for a little bit longer just to warm it up. And Who brought that? It was good. I have to say it was good. I don't know who brought it. I really don't, but it There's was good. There's a lot for that. And it had a little gravy it's a, on it's it. A whole, it's a whole, <laughs> what you call it, potluck, and you bring a pre-cooked thing and some plastic. <laughs> the boldness of that? Yeah, they brought it. And lastly, I had stuffing for the first time. Mm. 
So apparently there's a difference between stuffing and dressing, right? Yeah. So dressing is what I normally have. And that's that's uh, the black people version, I guess, that doesn't actually belong in the turkey. Like, I guess white people stuff the turkeys with something. Yes, yes, yes. And so I had that for the first time. And it tasted similar to dressing. It tasted very similar to dressing, Mm. except it was full, like, big pieces of bread. And they were very dry, but it was solid. It was solid. Wow. This was a big weekend for you. I think I have had both dressing and stuffing now that you say that. I I wouldn't have been able to make a distinction, but now I think I see it. So wow, you yeah. made you really made out yeah. the other and your stomach was fine. No no type of bubble guts afterward. No, so my there was no bubbly guts afterwards. There was nothing of that sort. It was a dare I say delicious wow. experience. Wow, Sequoia. Now I will say I was a little you know they they put uh, my cornbread off to the corner mm-hmm. and they only ate half wow. the pain. Of it. And I said, mm. Mm. okay, you know, we mm. talk about racial progress in this country. <laughs> I don't know. Right, right. We're going to talk about racial progress in the country and, 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 and y'all and y'all putting the Negro off food to off the in the side. corner. You're, you're, you're eating eating politely half. eating a bite and, be like, and Ooh, asking so what it is. What is this? You know what I mean? Right. Mm. Yeah, that's flavorful. Lots of flavor in that one there. Yeah. What's that? They didn't know what it was. They were like, what's that? It was like cornbread. And they were like, oh. You don't say. And apparently white people have cornbread too, but but they put corn in it. Apparently they put actual pieces of corn in it. And I. You don't do it that way. It's just a lot. No, 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 no. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I made it from the box. I made it from Jiffy. So Jiffy is incredible, you know? Right. It was very, and it was incredible. It tasted Mm. good to me. It was really good. So. That was my experience. That was my weekend. In my defense, green bean casserole, low-key slaps, um, you know, a little bit. Don't quote me on that. I'll deny I ever said it. If you play this back, I'll swear mm-hmm. it's not my voice. And so, yeah. Okay. That's it. Wow. Yeah, no, that's a great one. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm ready to, you know, explore some new boundaries, you know, food-wise. Thanks to that. You know, expose yourself to to the new to the wild side what's that normani said take me for a ride yeah yeah wild side i like that <laughs> i have a, i have an in my defense this week actually um and it might come as a surprise you know i feel like uh okay this i might get some flack you know in the in the comments panama might be up in arms after hearing this but um i actually this week i would like to say in my defense visiting the apple store Okay, now I know you guys are probably, you know, gasping, stopping the car, pulling over, you know, pulling the parking brake, you know, whatever. But listen to me. So mm-hmm. prior to getting on this call with Sequoia, you know, and recording this lovely show and thanks to Dentite, I was uh, having experienced computer issues. My computer, my laptop I'm recording this on is a 2011 MacBook, which is why we, I mean, MacBook Air, which is why, you know, of course, we need sponsorship because, you know, it's, it's these are dark times. Um but uh, I, I'm I'm fortunate enough to be able to upgrade my laptop this week, and I went into the Brooklyn um, Apple Store, and it just was a lovely experience. You know, typically I'm I have to wait in a line, you know, make a little appointment on the thing. I just walked in, walked out with what I needed. I had I had ordered the um, laptop online, and you literally just pick it up from somewhere. You show them a little QR code. They're so nice. The man, the gentleman who who checked me out. Uh, was like handling me and this other group simultaneously. And he had the um, savvy to see that these the people who were next to me were, I think, tourists from somewhere, a Spanish-speaking country, flips immediately into Spanish, makes them feel welcome. He's making me feel welcome. I'm being handled. You know, it's, it was a, it was a great, mm. a great, smooth experience. Um, and any you know, other haters are going to listen to this and say, here's Jordan shilling for another big corporation. Jordan's in the in the pocket of big tech. Classic Jordan just loving big tech. You know, it's not it's Ugh. not that. I just like <laughs> I like a nice um, consumer experience, and uh, and if if it can be provided, I'll take it wherever it comes. Take it wherever. It could be TJ Maxx. It could be TGI Fridays for all I care, buddy. But if I'm being treated well, you know, that's all that matters. So in my defense, um, the Apple Store. Go to the Apple Store. In your defense, Steve Jobs is the great, is the goat, is the greatest of all time. Defense, essentially, is what you're Steve saying. Steve Jobs would have finished all the the cornbread. Okay. Okay. Oh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. I know he would have. 
I know it. He does good everywhere, bro. Wow. He can Millie rock on any block and he is good in any hood. That's crazy. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. Walking people down in those New Balances, Steve Jobs. You know, he was he a was, uh, heavy stepper. So may he rest in peace. Heavy stepper, big shoes, <laughs> big, big dreams. Big Steve. Big, big Apple. <laughs> big <laughs> Mac. Big Steve and <laughs> <laughs> the big <laughs> Big Steve with the Big Mac, bro. Very much. Very much. Oh, yes. Absolutely. He got the Stop big stick it. in his pocket, Stop too. It. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll take that. That you are officially a capitalist and that you love capitalism and that Apple and Big Tech right. are now. You know, the brands that you go out for, that's sponsored your... Sponsored by rep. Meta. You rep Thank that. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Very much sponsored by Meta. Right. Okay. We'll take that. I am happy that you had a wonderful experience in the Big Apple mm-hmm. um, at the Mac store with the, a very multicultural right. experience, it sounds like. It sounds mm-hmm. like very representative yeah, of New know. York City. You know? I love that for you. I'm, ha- I'm happy about that, truly. Okay. I want to talk about a song this week, too, that I forgot about and that popped back up on my playlist recently and i was like wow i used to love this song i still love this song now that i heard it again do you remember a girl group named dream no no okay they had this song called he loves you not and they were i think five girls and they were a ditty they were a Diddy group, so naturally they whoa, were very fucked whoa. over okay. in the end. So so five yeah. uh, disenfranchised laborers. I think they were white. I think they were, it was like five white girls, or at least they were, none of them were black, but like five girls, they had a popping little single, he loves me, he loves you not. And it's, it was great. Wow. It was a great single. Was this, from, was this a product of some sort of making in the band? How did this happen? Now, I'm not positive there was a show attached to it. I, I don't know. Something inside me thinks there was, but I can't put any details to it at all. So there may not have been. But, you know, five girls. Diddy kept, oh, my God. All of them were like skinny white girls, except for one of them. One of them was maybe a size six or an eight, whereas the other ones were like zero yeah. and twos. And Diddy kept her body covered. Let me tell you the oh way Diddy my kept gosh. her. And... This is wild, Sequoia. I didn't. I didn't know about he any of this. Menace. This is so. Did he so wild for this? These are like. This is just. He was it's a really menace. Just a white girl group from two thousand one that he that is signed to Bad Boy. Yes. Yes. Did he? Did he literally yes. not say? And they were dropping fucking heat. They, the, the first time went platinum. It was all a dream. Two thousand one went platinum. <laughs> how have I never heard of this? What is this? Yeah. I don't know how you never heard of them. I really don't know how you never heard of them. But they came out at like peak girl group time. Like they were wow. they were peak girl group time. And so Diddy was trying to cash in hey, on his yeah, girl group. Yeah, he moment. was like, let me, let me, let me cash in. Diddy is uh, you know, say what you will about that man, but he is a shrewd businessman. He knows he knows where to put his money. A shrewd businessman and a yeah, menace. menace. I'll tell you that. Menace. So God. So yeah, they had that wonderful song. He loves you not. If y'all have not heard that song, please go listen, listen to, to Dream. Wow. He loves you not. It is, it is a wonderful, very early two thousand, late nineties sounding song. Like it has that very digital pop, great little hip hop infused sound. Love it. He loves you not. Released September fifth, two thousand. Okay, what mm-hmm. an incredible time mm-hmm. to be alive. What? What? Do you remember where you were September fifth, two thousand? September 5th, 2000, I was probably in the, I was probably on the blacktop of my private school before I transferred to public mm-hmm. school um, with my little white boy, Bay. His name was Robbie. Hey, hey Robbie. Robbie. If you're, you know, listening mm-hmm. to that, hey, Robbie, you know, he would go get my backpack every day when my wow. mom was picking me up. He would go find my backpack and bring it to me. Ugh. Not your not your time. white footman. What what what's that the city girls say? <laughs> <laughs> the city girls say first you take his money, then you dip on that niggas. was you. Yeah, in two thousand, I was already learning that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, shout out Robbie if you if you listen to this, you know you are more than welcome to be my white footman whenever you right, feel Robbie, the need go, to be that. Go run that. Uh, he loves you not one time and think of Sequoia. Okay. 
run it up one time for the one time because a great a great song. Think about what you missed out on when you were five. Think about that. I'm screaming because I'm looking at the the single covers for some of these songs that they have. And you're right. There is one member that is conspicuously just covered up from like neck to, to ankle. It's... <laughs> and the others are. It's so crazy. Oh my gosh. I can't believe this. Diddy. What a menace. He was he was a menace. He was he was very much a menace. And because you remember on making the band, Diddy used to tell. I remember Diddy telling mm-hmm. D Woods from Danity Kane. Did you watch that season uh, of making probably. the band? I can't remember it though. But I remember Danity Kane, and I remember making the band. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So D Woods and Don were the two black girls, mm-hmm. and right. would go on Kane. to be in um, Dirty and, Dirty Money. And and, and exactly, and Don. I don't know. Does D Woods is D Woods in Dirty Money? It might Dirty be Money? just be Don. You're right. I know Don is. It's, I think it's just Don. But he used to be telling Don that she was fat all of oh, the time. No. He used to be telling her to lose weight. Like, you're never going to be able to make it because you just won't lose weight. And, like, she would just build, like, any regular black yeah. girl, you know, yeah, curvier yeah. body, bigger lower half, you know, whatever. Oh, my God. This, this man. psychological warfare that some of these women in particular obviously went through uh in these in these like 2000s competition shows like people were talking about i remember watching like you know i grew up in a house with with two uh, with my mom my sister and like i watched a lot of these shows i remember watching like early like um tyra what was it the america's next top model and people are saying that that was recently what released on netflix yeah and like people are going back and some of these episodes are like yeah so heinous to watch like you can't even it's just like a a wild what was what was permissible back then and like what people like diddy got away with it was crazy diddy tyra tyra had bitches in blackface <laughs> just doing all types of wild shit it was just See, a that's lot. funny that's so funny that's so funny about taking the whitest girl <laughs> it was funny it was funny. taking the whitest girl on the show talking about we're gonna transform you into a nubian oh goddess oh my queen. gosh and then the next frame she's getting painted oh, lord dead, like getting painted black on just WB, painted no black getting, uh, oh my god yeah, getting upn on upn right channel 13 i couldn't right. i literally that's, could not so uh, something else yeah the competition shows were wild diddy was absolutely out of his <laughs> rabbit ass mind and dream deserved so much yeah. more than they got they had great songs i think all them girls is poor now there's no way you should have a platinum album and be poor so and they were selling real albums it was 2000 2001 it, they were selling like actual cds mm-hmm it was harder to go platinum then, and they still oh went my platinum. Gosh, that they were album big. came out on January twenty third, two thousand one. You know what's significant about that day? January twenty third. That's your birthday. It was my sixth birthday, and no one hey, and no one got me the dream sixth album. Birthday. That's so crazy. And no one got you the dream album. Oh my god, I'm so yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll make that no, up this year like, for your birthday. Thank you. <laughs> I'll make this thank up you. this year for your birthday. Yeah, don't worry. You'll definitely receive um, the dream hard physical album for your birthday. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. So yeah, that's my song. Jordan, do you have a song that you that you uh is feel reminiscent about that you like? Did you listen to Adele? Adele, I haven't listened to the new Adele yet, but um I'm sure it's fantastic. <laughs> I think she's one of the more stunning and and exciting and innovative artists working right now. And I think that's one of the things that like we need to talk I don't about know more. Why you're doing that accent? You have to do a Caribbean accent. Adele, <laughs> Adele you, you remember when she had Adele, Lewis Dan? <laughs> Remember when she was dressed for carnival and she had them damn braids? Oh, she had the little bantu knots. (laughs) That was really funny. You have to, you have to give her her Caribbean, her Caribbean heritage, the the knot that it deserves. Yeah, you know, I mean, she's she's dating uh, LeBron's manager now. Do you know that? She's dating uh, what's his name, Rich Paul. Mm -hmm. So clearly, he saw he saw her little West Indian vibe. And he was like, you know, Ma, let's go right. down to Aki Bamboo and Lamert. Let's get a little, let's get a little, <laughs> let's get a little curry goat, rice and peas, a little planting on the side. <laughs> he said Adele is a team. He said Adele is yes, a team. Yes, I want that. Adele, yes. Adele goes to um Adele walks down Brixton and they and they they have to, it's like a ticker tape parade. It's all the Jamaicans come out, they're throwing Aki plants at her. <laughs> little little more little um Dr. Bird come and pick up her pigtails like she's snow white you know what i'm saying like no it's it's uh 
Pick up her pigtails. If Adele were to show up in Portland tomorrow, Portland, Jamaica, like and like she just showed up in Port Antonio randomly, it would be a whole um carnival. It'd be like people mayhem. be mayhem. And they're definitely throwing an Adele carnival. It'd be like Independence Day. It would just be like crazy. You know, like she's the she's the for all intents and purposes, <laughs> the queen of Jamaica, in my opinion. That's what I'm saying, obviously, behind um Celine Dion. Behind only Celine Dion. Did you did you hear that she um kind of uh Adele's occupies such an interesting like space in uh, pop culture because she's like a leftover from like the CD era too. Like she like popped off nineteen popped off what in, like twenty ten or two thousand nine or something like that. And um, she's like one of those artists that can like sell out CDs in Target. You know, still like oh like sixty five year olds are still gonna go and yes. cop an Adele CD because she's such a like you know sixties yes. you know like classic singer you know piano jazz you know that sort of thing. And she's like, you know, but also she's like memed to death and she's like beloved by younger people. Yes, that, she does occupy such an interesting space. And I feel like she's one of the few people who like can get away with stuff. Like she doesn't do interviews like that anymore. I'm, even though like, I guess for this promotion of this new album, I've seen her doing a lot more stuff. But um, she did like, she was doing some interview. I was like the one guy in Australia who got to interview her in person or something like that. And he flew, do you hear about this? He flew to London to talk to her and he got there mm-hmm. and he hadn't listened to the album. Stop yes, it. he's like the one person from Australia that has gotten was got a like a FaceTime with her, and he like came with his camera crew, whatever. Had not bothered to open the link in his goddamn email and listen to the album. She realized that partway through the interview and just stopped. And she's like, "We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not." That's so disrespectful. I hope he lost his damn job. You have one job, like to stop. go up to Miss Hadella Paddington Levy the third. And not have listened to the album? You went to fucking... Uh, you, uh, oh my no, gosh. No, no. You expect to sit down and, 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 and sip sorrow in her face. After this, after Adele has divulged her whole traumatic divorce on this? You know, I haven't listened to the album because I can't. I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, she does. She makes that kind of... Ryan texts me all in his oh, feelings. No. Ryan was texting me all in his feelings while he was listening to this album. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm just... And I said, oh, no, I won't be listening to this music. anytime soon. I need a second. I need a second. It's bag music for sure. Yeah. And if you if you like to stay out of your bag, you know, maybe stay out of this album. Uh, I think I think that's... Just for a second. Yeah. I'll circle back. I need a second. Also, Adele, where's the Christmas album? I would love a Christmas album oh, for you. Oh, my gosh. From you. Where you that would be... You? Michael Bublé put one out. She's writing a check, man. Like, for she do a, a Christmas album, she... Which I feel like is a testament to her, Truly. like, her, like, not actually, like, being in it for that sort of thing. Because, like, she could do that every year and just be chilling, you know? Right. By her little castle. A hundred percent. She could just give us one good Christmas album. Mariah Carey might not be the queen of Christmas no more after that. I don't she know. She might have some, some competition if Adele put out a Christmas album. She just might. She just might. Um, so I know I haven't listened to the new Adele. I don't I the only song I really have is um I was watching the movie, this movie called The Souvenir, which my sister hated. So uh, last week I was in uh you you know Sequoia, I was in Savannah, Georgia for my mom's birthday. Shout out my mom, big six O. Hey, that is a big one. My mom made it, you know, she and twenty-five of those years she had to twenty-six of those years she had to deal with me. So that's kind of crazy. Um, if you think about it. But um Anyway, oh yeah, so what I was watching, trying to, you know, my you rarely spend all, you know, family time all together like that. And so, you know, when you're all together with the family, find family and group entertainment, whatever. My mom, you know, is is she's not going to, she's not fooling anybody more. She, she, by like eight, she's like, I'm going to bed. Like by like nine, she's like, you know, y'all have fun. I'm going, I'm knocking out. Um, but my sister and I were trying to watch a movie together and I watched this movie. I've been hearing a lot about this movie, The, the Souvenir. I don't know if you've heard about this movie. The, the souvenir part two is out in theaters now. It's like some like A twenty four art house film by this woman named Johanna mm. Hogg. That's enough. A twenty four. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's a it's a lovely film. I like it. I like it. It's about you know this girl in the eighties and who's an art student who uh, has a tumultuous love affair with a, a a person she discovers is a heroin addict. And you know, as you can imagine, that's that's a lot. But um, there's part of it, uh, you know, where they have a, an amazing song cue where you know it's just it's like you know goody two shoes girl from a wealthy background dating this heroin addict and they and there's have a song cue in the song this uh is she really going out with him by um joe jackson who's like british artist from the 70s you know it's not is she really going out i think i've heard that song yeah that song's great and it just was used so well in the movie and like i've been (laughs) i like you know threw it on the spotify likes and 
I've been listening to it more recently. It's just a, a great song, a little feel good uh, white bop. That that's a, we should start a playlist okay. called Feel Good White Bops. You know, that's because that would be on there. Feel Good White Bops, one hundred percent. That's all I got for you guys. Yeah, okay. Jordan trying to put y'all on. So Joe Jackson, make sure you look for the right Joe Jackson. Yeah, make sure you look for the right Joe Jackson. Michael's dad. It's from the album Look Sharp with an exclamation point. I love punctuation on an album. Yeah, more people should do that. Add some dynamics. They really should. Or like stylized. Like Ariana does all her titles uh, lowercase. I love a a, a stylized choice or a punctuation. I know she's like saying it. She's like saying it through her like long sleeves. She's she's, she's like Shut covering up. her mouth as she says it. Sugar, what's it? What are those albums called? Shut Sugar, what's that up. one called? Sweetener. Sweetener. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Not sugar. It's like sugar sweetener. Sweetener. <laughs> I literally didn't know what the fuck you were talking about. I'm like sugar. Are you thinking Harry Styles? Watermelon sugar high? What? wow okay real quick just i was okay i just did my friend tiffany's podcast her podcast is called Mm -hmm. i can't stress this enough in case y'all want to check it out but she asked me what do i think is gonna be on my spotify rap this year and i thought that was an interesting question jordan what do you think is gonna be on your spotify rap this year because i i always feel like called out by that thing um i try not to look at it but um what's gonna be on there oh man what have you had in rotation this year what you been on what what have I been on? It's been a it's been a whirlwind. So I I've been um ever since I I like uh I may have, may have mentioned here at once this podcast once before that I got like into records last year in the pandemic. That was my little pandemic thing. I like got up stereo. I found the speakers. I did a whole thing. So I listen to a lot of stuff not on Spotify these days. But like when I do go to Spotify it's for very specific reasons. Oh, you know what? I, what's gonna be on there? And that I know that sounds so pretentious or whatever, but that's just the truth. I'm just trying to be honest with you people. Um, <laughs> but you know what's gonna be gonna be on there? They put Aaliyah on on Spotify this year. Have you been listening to any of Aaliyah on Spotify? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes, the, I have. The, yes, I have. The self titled one, Aaliyah from 2001, the Red album. The Red one. He's so good. I love on there. Um, I love uh, it's whatever, and I love. Um, Read between the lines and loose rap, and then I've been killing recently from the one in a mil- one in a million album. I've been killing uh, heartbroken. Oh man, that one is mm, so good. I don't know if I know that. I'll one. send you that. It's so okay. good. What has been smashing? Heartbroken by Leah. Okay. incredible. And yeah, it's just, it's just yeah that that's what I've been killing a lot of because I was I, that's those, those albums I never listened to before because you know they've never been on Spotify and I'm right. I'm a mere twenty six years old. They weren't available. Yeah. I feel like we should probably do an episode. Let's revisit what is actually okay, on the Spotify yeah. Wrapped at the end of the year. Maybe that could be the end of the year episode. That could be. We can yeah. close out the year that way. I feel way. comfortable disclosing. Maybe I'll just lie. Big O was all um, Wow. Oh, uh, ice wear wow. vessel, ice wear The whole, the whole thing. All little baby, cause I, you know, somebody. Cause was I'm deep. a, I'm an entrepreneur, right, right. so like I got out the mud like little baby. So I listen to a lot of little baby. Yeah, you feel me? Um, Roddy Rich, little, a lot of dirt. A lot of dirt on here, actually. It's like mostly dirt. A lot of you know, dirt. You feel me? It is a lot of little dirt. A lot dirt. of dirt. Uh, pop smoke, of course. <laughs> pop smoke, of course. Of course. R.I.P., of course. Can't say yeah. pop without the smoke. You feel me? So, um... Period. You feel me? It's not like you smoking a yeah, blunt. Yeah, I'm stuck in my nostril. Yeah, you can't you say can't pop without it. You're right. Smoke, a, lot of, a lot of thug, a lot of gunner. You feel me? So... Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I believe that for you. I really do. I already know mine's gonna try to embarrass me. I know mine's gonna try to embarrass me. Somehow, somehow J. Cole be ended up on my shit. And I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I am an Stop laughing. The way you the disgust in your voice, somehow J. Cole be ended up on my shit. I swear. Because I am a vocal anti J. Cole person. Mm. And Somehow he just be making his way into all of my public facing things. And I really abhor that for myself because it's a fucking lie. And Spotify is I'm going to sue you for defamation wow. of character. One of these times I'm going to sue you for defamation of character because you're absolutely lying on me. And I just don't appreciate it. And there's I just you won't continue to do it. You won't continue to get away with it. Yeah. No, no, it's not Scooby-Doo. You know, it's not Scooby-Doo. We will catch you meddling people. We will. You, it won't. It, 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 we won't get away with it if it were for the meddling kids. You just won't get away with it. 
You know what? Why, you know, but let's get let's get Doctor yeah. Umar for a second. Why are we as a people celebrating a company that's tracking our move, that is tracking what we like and how we consume and what we're listening to and sharing it as if that's a good thing that they're, they're tracking us, that they're following us, that they <laughs> that they're telling us we're watching. That's what they're doing, right? They're saying, "I see wow. what you're doing, wow. and I'm basically in your house." How do you feel about that? And we're, and we're celebrating that they're the overseer. If you think about it, they're tending, wow. you know, to us, the content slaves. Okay. So I just want y'all to maybe chew on that. Maybe That's chew a, on that. Is that you? Wow. Chew on that. All right. Yeah, That's okay. right. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. That's, That's my two cents. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you said enough and you said, and you said enough. Okay, you 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 definitely you definitely hit you the know, nail this, on the this head. This podcast with that is about and, and opening people's minds. And I you know, not closing their eyes, open their minds. Their you know what I'm saying? So you know, if, if you get anything from this podcast, get some healthy skepticism. Sponsored by Dentite. Get some enlightenment. Right. Overstand. Like my overbite that was corrected by Dentite. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kate Casey, an unscripted TV expert. Three times a week, I interview the talent directors, producers, and hosts of television's most popular reality shows, docuseries, and documentaries. I get all the -the behind-the-scenes stories. I cover everything from The Bachelor selling Sunset and Real Housewives to Tinder Swindler, The Last Dance, and Secrets of Playboy. Join me as I ask all the questions that you want asked. And best of all, I'm the most trusted source on what to watch every week. I will give you a guide on everything from true crime and sports to competition, calling from all streaming and cable networks. The best guests, the best shows and series, Reality Life with Kate Casey. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsor, Dendite. Um Yeah, okay. Now, let's move on to another large corporate conglomerate that is primarily um, white people. WWE, WWF. First of all, Jordan, I have a question. What the fuck does WWE and WWF stand for? Worldwide Wrestling? Okay, let me... We're going to the internet to, 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 to confirm this. I don't want to be... Uh, disseminating lies, but I I can tell explain the story and why there are two names and because so WWE World Wrestling Entertainment Incorporated, formerly known as WWF okay. World Wrestling Federation, and the reason it changed its name is because in the early two thousands, I believe there was a some sort of conflict with the other WWF the World Wildlife Foundation. I don't know if legal action oh. was taken or if it was just a, brand, a thing where like, this is bad branding, we're confusing, you know, and they switched to WWE. Yes, WWE is a company that's based in Connecticut, actually, you know, my the land of my, my birth. Oh, okay. And you are from, what, 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 what city in New Haven, Connecticut baby, you, you already know what it is. Are you from New Haven? I grew up in I grew up in the town line in Hamden, but my dad lives in in New Haven, and so I kind of grew up. I went to school in New Haven. Okay, okay. We were talking to somebody. You were talking to somebody from New Haven. We were talking to somebody from Connecticut, and me and Ryan. I mean, we and we were like, "Oh yeah, we know somebody from Connecticut. Do you know them?" (laughs) And they were like, "Where in Connecticut are they from?" And we were like. Uh, New Haven, what do you want to say? But I was like, nah, I know his college was in New Haven, but I don't know if he is from New Haven. But now I'm like five, I grew up five minutes away from where I went to college. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Okay, okay, look, look, now we're learning things, but yeah, so we found your Connecticut buddy essentially. We found your friend in Connecticut, yeah. All right, so now you just need to identify him for me so I can kill him. Right. <laughs> there can only be one. There can only be one. But uh, the WWE, yes, we're going to read back to WWE. It's we were trying to figure out why it holds the place it does in the minds, hearts of uh, many a black youth. And it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint. It's hard to pinpoint. But what I will say is, you know, in the early 2000s, a few things loomed as large in my like childhood entertainment sphere as WWE, you know, The Rock, Rey Mysterio, 
Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like these were all names that we were, you know, like throwing around. They were they they were like up there with like our big sports stars, you know, like the harder I thought about it, the more I realized it's just like little kid soap opera. You know, like I think it was a way for wow. it was like soap opera branded for little boys in a way, right? It, it was a way to, for us to like get into like the theatrical character building. The model of play that you see on WWE is exactly, and I don't know if it's chicken or the egg, but like it's exactly how you see little kids express, like little boys express play when they're playing. They're like, you know, like oftentimes. I have a friend who like uh who was like teaches kids like uh, reading and stuff like that and like helps them um I'm writing and like she's like first grader second graders and like often you still find that the girls you know are have like way, are way more imaginative with their stories so like you know there was there was an eagle that flew down and built a nest and raised a family and then there was a yeah. storm and it had to protect you know like there's like they're like really elaborate they're like yeah. there's like you know there's they knew, there's all these like story st- things in it and then the boys will be like there was a giant shark monster and I fought him and then we became <laughs> friends and we both beat up everybody. And like, right. that's essentially what WWE is. What are the scariest, most like masculine, uh, like one of the the main figures from when I was watching WWE in the early 2000s and mid 2000s was the undertaker who was like mm. a damn near seven foot tall demon. Um, man mm-hmm. who like would pop out of the dark and just appear in the middle of the ring um and choke slam people uh and all the stories were so like you know one guy would be good one week and then the next week he's bad so that meant he's wearing like sunglasses and a black leather jacket you know like oh, it was it right, was right, everything right, right, right. was underlined and it was so cartoonish and i feel like that's just like junk food to a, a, a child especially a, a little boy fair. it's like anime reminiscent like you were saying it's like the same appeal yeah, yeah, exactly. And and why I mean I think I think a lot of little boys, not not just black boys, were in, were into wrestling. And I think and I imagine they still are, because wrestling's still happening. I don't really know what the deal. I've I feel like every now and then I'll be watching cable and I'll see a commercial for a new it'll be like AEW and I'm like, what is that? Um what is that? Like they're like different <laughs> they're different like federations now with different characters. But back in the day, yeah, back in the day was so funny because also they would incorporate people's like ethnic heritage or race in such funny ridiculous they now would? probably unproblematic <laughs> probably problematic ways yeah i remember there was like one guy carlito if i'm ready correctly who just like his whole thing was like he was like mexican i think and he like ate an apple like he would come out and they play like little mexican music and he'd eat an apple um <laughs> oh, no, no it was it was all sorts of funny but um i can't really quite put my finger on it other than to say that it's like you know little boy little classic little boy drama you know little boy soap operas right it's like fighting and you think that shit is real and it's like right. yeah look at look right. at that stage so violence fun. like uh huh stage violence I swear my my brother was was always trying to mind you my brother's 11 years older than me so mm. he would like I don't want to say throw me around like a bad way but like like you know like physically <laughs> toss my body like up in the air because I was a child and he yeah. was <laughs> older so he would be practicing these fucking wrestling moves I'm on dead. me yeah. because he could toss me around so yeah that's the that's the extent of my knowledge for wrestling um well you know what I had my first kiss with a boy over a wrestling match not mm-hmm. over like while a wrestling wrestling matches in the background so that's about all I know about it. And it was always wrestling had an underlying layer of sexual tension to it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that it's so odd. overly sexualized. Yeah. <laughs> and homoerotic too. Yeah, like in a odd way too. Yes. Yes. Like the outfits are so skimpy and and uh they're mm-hmm. always like getting in each Lots other's faces. <laughs> Always with the balls in the face. Like, it was like a yeah. disrespectful, but low-key, also homoerotic thing. Like, I'm like, okay. There will always be these long, like, uh, spoken interludes where, like, they, they come out and basically, like, you know, tell you exactly who they were. to be like, I, I challenge you, Undertaker, because I'm the good guy, and you're not going to get away with this, blah, 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 blah. And they, like, get in each other's faces, <laughs> and they just stare, like, for, like, 10 minutes, like, oh. and then be like, oh, Literally, my God, right, what's right. going to happen, you know? Right, right. I've heard recently is that like a lot of uh, comedians in New York, because because I like we said we said we said uh, 
WWE is based in in Connecticut, outside New York. Uh, a lot of like comedians, that's like a, become a kind of common job, like writing for WWE, which I really? would love to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, that's the thing that a lot of com- oh like my Brooklyn comedians have done, or like New York comedians have done. Because wow. yeah, it's uh, spoiler alert. It's, it's scripted. Uh, so you know I, that was the other thing. Like I feel like oh yeah, that was a big t- tension for like little kids. Was like. It's real, and it and it'd be like, and then people yeah. like, no, it's not real. But no, it's real. Yeah. He's really, the Rock really is the really he, he hates Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's like no, these guys were like highly trained. Right. You know, like it was like more dancing stunt, and theater. Stunt yeah. people, yeah, right. There's some people. Right. They were um, like stunt doubles. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> okay, I only know a couple wrestlers. The Rock was a wrestler, right? Yeah, The Rock was a wrestler. Okay, what about Vin Diesel? Was he a, was was Vin Diesel a wrestler? Vin Diesel's not a wrestler, but he talks like a wrestler. The Rock. Okay. Went to middle school in Hamden, Connecticut, where I'm from. For like a year. Oh, okay. So what you're saying is you could probably beat The Rock's ass is what you think. Yeah, to you bring said it all you back, think you could beat his ass. Essentially, like in so many words, yes. Probably murder The Rock with my hands if I wanted to, you know. Your bare hands, if you wanted to, wanted like it to. would take very I much. I wouldn't not, choose to do much that. From you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be more of like a my seventy percent would probably, you know, be enough. My name is Tom Buck, and this is the Enthusiasm Project. Join me each week for deep dives exploring the world of what it means to be an independent creator on YouTube, starting your own creative business, and keeping a positive, enthusiastic mindset along the way. New episodes of The Enthusiasm Project are available every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I also have a list of Ric Flair references because he's one of the very few that I know. And I only know him because of how often he is referenced in, in rap music specifically. So I don't like... Uh, Kanye West, Chief Keef, Pusha T, Big Sean, Jadakiss. A classic. That's rare, nigga. Woo! Ric Flair, nigga. (laughs) That's one. We have the natural Ric Flair drip by Offset and Metro Boomin. Ric Flair drip go woo on a bitch. Okay, so I'm assuming that was his little, that was his sound. He said woo. Yes, he said woo. Yeah. Okay. He says woo like that. Okay. New God Flow. Again, Kanye West, Pusha T, Ghostface Killer. Shake that body, party that body, Ric Flair, nigga, as an ad, as an ad lib. We have Switch Lanes by Tyga. Nigga, see it in the light, though. Woo, Rich Ric Flair. Okay. We have another, okay, Kanye likes Ric Flair. We have another one, Kid See Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's his man's. We have another one, Pusha T, Ric Flair before they was, Rich Flair before they was Ric Flair's. Wow. Another Migos one. The list goes on. I'm skipping the ones I don't know, but I'm sure other people know these. Meek Mill has one. Iggy Azalea has one. A Ric Flair reference? <laughs> Stunting Ric Flair on you. That's what she said. She did not. She did not write that. <laughs> she has no idea who that. She is. did write that. Somebody else wrote that. She for did her. write that. <laughs> nope. No, she wrote it. Nope. She wrote. Okay, that. she wrote it. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't, you know I don't know what that. I don't know. You know I don't know what the fuck. Uh, who writes Iggy Azalea's things? I don't know that girl. But yeah, it looks like Ric Flair might be one of the the most noted and referenced wrestlers from rap culture it appears yeah we were talking about this right before we started recording like how a lot of these the the themes that we keep like coming on like uh like you know stumbling into when we talk about why black people a certain set of black people seem to like get really get out into these sort of things and it comes back down to oftentimes like a sense of like performance and a sense of like uh peacocking that like you know black people have an affinity for and rick flair is like you know an all-time peacock like his his costumes when he was wrestling often incorporated literal feathers and he his whole thing was he just like is this ostentatious like braggadocious like braggadocious you know pretty boy who like you know wore cool jewelry and like you know just talk mad shit and was like kind of just like you know oh a don wow, a you know yeah he's a rapper he was a rapper you know like like he was a rapper before there was rappers and that's why rappers identify with him so much I imagine and uh, yeah like I think it's there's a, a definitely a parallel to be drawn between the way rappers perform them their own personalities and function in a pop culture space to the way that uh, wrestlers do in their own space. 
and like build these kind of like slightly larger than real life like versions of themselves to like act out into the in the like you know entertainment sphere for people it's all like really savvy branding and like you know and uh story building you know that that they're engaging in mm-hmm. and uh and so yeah there's like a lot there's actually a lot of parallels in the way that when you think about it and so of course they'd be into that and then like um <laughs> right before we got in, we we're talking about how the one that the most recent one i can think of is from uh playboy cardi's seminal album whole lot of red from last year on the song over he says <laughs> i jump off the rope like ed hardy <laughs> But he says, I jump off the rope like Ed Hardy, which is a, a like a 2000s, you know, WWE wrestler who was known for his high flying acrobatics. you jumping off the top rope, like flipping onto people and stuff like that. So Cardi was in there being hit, hit with his bad self, eating, you know, Captain Crunch at 9 p.m. watching this stuff, too. So uh, this is something that runs deep, you know, that a lot of people say, you know, share. I distinctly remember like lots of butt cheeks like lots of like lots of the 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 punchline for lack of a better word be like putting somebody's head between your butt butt cheeks <laughs> yo you're so right i forgot about that until you literally just said that yeah, that it was a thing that happened often <laughs> because it was it it, it, it was so weird it was so weird and it, and like the thing that like they like they kind of tiptoe around is that it was like this weird male erotic space like they put him in those outfits and they greased them, they greased them up for real. They shaved them, they greased them up, and they put him in those outfits for a reason. Even though it's like a lot of like they did. men watching this thing nominally, there's like a clear homoeroticism happening that like goes kind of like yeah. like only uh indirectly like referred to, like you know pointed at like gags where they put people's legs between their thighs. You know, like you said, like yeah, there's lots of like yes. Weird, and with the women, like, you know, like the the divas, WWE divas, they were called, I remember, like they would like, they yes. they were more explicit about that. But like with the men, it was like less, you know, it was less, right. you know. The, right. This is not a homo yeah, it's just, he's just This is fighting. Just this is a gladiator. Is... You know, like, it's like, yeah, well, this is a gl- okay, why does that have yeah. to be in, his, in a thong, you know? <laughs> why is he in a thong? Why am I looking at man cheeks? Why am I looking at the whole butt cheek? <laughs> Truly. Why is he greased? So, you know, America's a a repressed place and they need their outlets. It is. I'm like, come on, just get your sexual fantasies off. Just get your sexual fantasies off. I wonder how many people the WWE, WWF with their sexual awakening. I wonder how many people were like, huh. Probably more than a few. Hmm. Yeah. Probably, probably. I do remember sometimes the men and the women like fighting together. I don't know how super often that happened, but I do remember yeah. like seeing that happen sometimes and though that would be overtly sexual. Just oh like the whole shit was whole just thing. mad sexual. I don't know what the problem was. Yeah, because it was made and, so, and it was supposed to be for kids. Like that shit obviously wasn't for adults. It was for like but it was for adults too. It was for like like thirty year old nerds and like eleven year olds. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. It's like the type of person who would still be into a comic, you know, a comic books, like past a certain age. I feel like there's somebody who might yeah. be attracted to to wrestling because it's like, you know, this this uh, <laughs> attracted to it. <laughs> yeah, because like it's like this like type of storytelling that is like so obviously like, you know, the uh, the artifice is obvious and like it's so artificial, but you don't care because it's like big colors and like, you know, like, you know, like yeah. you, you're just in it for why you're in it and, and you don't really care. Or you're just 10 and this right. is the first time you've seen boobies. You know what I mean? You, I think that was it. I think it was really like, whoa, is that is that a girl with a bathing suit Oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, it always felt so like bad. I always felt like I was like against the rules whenever, especially with the like the, the divas. Yeah, dirty. I felt dirty. Like it yeah. was dirty. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like that's how I felt to watch like... Some of those animes too, like it was giving very hentai, less less anime, more hentai. I don't know. Ah uh, man, <laughs> to be nine and ashamed again. Yeah, what a time, right? And to be and to be ashamed and to be getting off to fucking WWE WWF wrestling. What a time. And on that note, let's uh, take another ad from Dentai. Dentai, <laughs> are your teeth loose? <laughs> Glue them back in with Dentai. (laughs) 
now is dentite a toothpaste? Is it a teeth glue? Is it dentures? It's more of an all-purpose. I'm concerned and confused. uh, Product. Okay, so anybody who needs anything oral, it's dentite, and naturally that would run. Right, naturally that would run following WWE. Anything oral (laughs) for all your oral needs. Cue the girls gone wild commercial following. (laughs) I think that man is in jail still. (laughs) The girls gone wild guy. They got him. We got him. I think, I think his name is Joe Francis. Joe Francis. Yeah, Joe Francis. I think he's in jail. I think Joe Francis yeah, is still that in was, jail. What a, and it, talk about an entire enterprise built on like just like the most heinous thing. It's like, what if we exploited underage oh women? Oh my god! Oh, so he looks bad. terrible. Yeah, wow. So this man's face—he looks like a. Oh my predator. god! You know, I used to get him and Joe Rogan mixed mm-hmm. up. And st- <laughs> and that still tracks for me to this day. If you go back and watch old episodes of Fear Factor where Joe Rogan was the host, he used to stand so oddly close to those people. And like, he was very creepy. He was very like oh in their face God. and like rubbing their backs and like doing weird no. shit. And yeah, so him and Joe Francis were the same person to me when I was, when I was a child. Wow, I'm looking at an image of Joe Francis... So it's it's a headline from the New York Post that says Joe Francis arrested on domestic violence charges last year. Uh, I don't know what, what the year is this from. This is from 2021. Oh, this is from this year. And the image they use, <gasps> the image they use is a picture of Joe Francis with, this must be like circa 2000, oh, 2008. 2008, Khloe Kardashian, Kim Kardashian, and Kourtney Kardashian at a Girls Gone Wild event. <gasps> and they're like posing on a red carpet. <gasps> <laughs> And they all look like... I'm looking at it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I found it. Oh, my God. They were the girls who had gone wild. The way that they've, like, resuscitated their brand. Because this is is how they were, you know. It's crazy. They were, like... Originally, like, thought of and seen as... Suki adjacent is how I used to think of them. You know what I mean? They were. Yes. And they vampired wow. Kanye Omari West to like resuscitate themselves, you know. And, you know, and, oh, we, oh, we, I forgot. I'm talking to a Kanye stand. And did he got the short end of the stick, man? He really, he really got a Rick Rolls. I'm sorry for your boy, but now, now you know he's on Jink Champs. Wow, I, I hate that for him. I do hate that for him. Oh, oh my God, just going on for fucking hours, just drunk and irritating. <laughs> uh, just be quiet sometimes. We love that. But yeah, now... I, I like the part where talking about Kanye's interview on Drink Champs and other podcasts, you know, it's our rival, so I don't like talking about it too much. But um, uh, the part where he talks about, uh, he makes fun of um, Big Sean and, and John Legend. Do you get to that part of the interview? It was so yes. funny. I mean, I, I I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched that clip. I was make, it was yeah. cracking me up. He was just being, he was, that was when I was like, wow, he's actually funny. Because he, at one point, I don't know if you saw this, he's just like, he, he, he talked about John Legend, how he hates John Legend. He thinks it's a show for the Democrats. Ten minutes later, it's not, they're not even talking about John Legend anymore. He just goes, ordinary people. And they're like, what? He's like, oh, sorry, John Legend's head voice is just in my head. And it just was so funny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I digress. Poor Kanye, the Kardashians, Joe Francis. It's a whole mess. Yeah, obviously all in the same realm. It's a whole mess. And now the Kardashians are alleged to have taken their butt implants out or are alleged to have are getting liposuction to like get to make their butt smaller and their butts are appearing smaller. And people are saying it's the end of the BBL era. And, you know, they're rebranding as white now. Uh huh. And as we see. Courtney is now BFFs with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly with her white boyfriend Travis Barker. You know the whole rebrand is is, is really looking oh like it's gosh. happening. For they real. said we, we off black. We're done with it. We're done with that. You know we're we're gonna go back to being off white again. We're tired of of that of that black shit. That's so we're tired. wild. They're like like a new iOS just dropped. They're like no more no more black. It's time for Caucasoid. One hundred percent. No, they literally. Cockazoid Nation is back. The cocks have returned. We are, we are stop cock it, destroyers, it. baby. Stop we it, are back. It, 
<laughs> Have you ever heard of the no, cop destroyers? What is that? I, I hate when you start saying that word. <laughs> I hate when you stop saying that word. Oh my God. How does it come up every episode? I really just want to know. But <laughs> the cock destroyers are these two Ew. porn stars. I think they might have died now. I don't <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Literally, what are you talking about? There are these two. There are these two. I think they're like twins or sisters or something. Really, they have like huge, huge oversized tits, huge oversized lips, like bleach blonde hair, tan skin, and like Jordan's about to look them up right now. You're about to be sick. <laughs> the May, uh, Paper Magazine, May 6th, those bitches. <laughs> the cock destroyers have parted ways. <laughs> what a headline. My <laughs> <laughs> stomach hurts. I can't believe I this can't. is real. <laughs> they're br- and they're British. And they're British. <laughs> they're British. And they're like, we're the cock destroyers. And we're going to destroy your cock. And that's just... <laughs> Oh, they're so funny. They're so funny. But yeah, that used to be the Kardashians, essentially. The Kardashians were trying to be cock destroyers so bad. It was. This is a fan. My my mom listens to this, bro. Why are you talking about the cock destroyers on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, oh my god, my stomach hurts. That was funny to me. But um, yeah, that's it, y'all. That's it. Because the WWE then took us to Cock Destroyers. And I mean, if you really think about it, the road from WWE to Cock Destroyer is pretty linear. But we took a couple detours right. to get there. We we didn't take the most linear road, but it is a kind of linear road. <laughs> it's, it's a kind of linear, you're right. If you think about it, just you, you keep going, you'll end up there. You'll end up at the Cock Destroyers easily. Like, yeah. Um, that's about that's all that's all that I had. Uh do you have you have anything additional that you would like to say, Jordan, to the people? I don't want to add anything because I'm afraid. I'm a, I'm scared, is what it is. Yeah. I don't want to go any yeah, further. Yeah, no, I understand scared, that. But... It's it's scary. It's scary times out here. No, I do understand. The cognitors are splitting up, the Kardashians taking their ass out. It's just who really knows what's going on in twenty twenty one. Where do we look for stability? You know what I mean? Like what <laughs> Because where can I find it? Quickly. Right. Joe Biden going to sleep to get a colonoscopy. Kamala Harris, our our president, she didn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't get rid of my student loans or nothing like that. And I'm just confused. I know she had a few hours to, you know, to like to to do whatever she had to do, and she did nothing. She chilled. She did nothing, and then this nigga waking up and immediately talking about he agree with the the written house, Rich Richardson, whatever the fuck that man's name is verdict like mm-hmm. it's just too much there's too much going on in the planet right now i need more stability than this planet seems to uh have available at this point it's very volatile it's an odd time um pray for us yes. the world and come rescue us please soon um we're ready thank you in the meantime go listen to that new adele in the meantime, go listen to Nudel. In the meantime, um, go ahead and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts if you can. And also on Spotify, there's a new option to turn on push notifications for the podcast. Go ahead and cut them on. If you have Spotify, you listen on Spotify, go ahead and cut on them push notifications so you know when the podcast is up. Go ahead and listen to it there. And if you listen on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate us five stars only. That's all we do around here. Five star bitch, as Nicki Minaj said, and Trina. And... Yeah, that's all that I have to say. Follow us on social media at Black People Love Paramore Pod. Nope, that's not even it. <laughs> Just kidding. Follow us on social media at BPLP Pod. And you can email us at Black People Love Paramore at gmail.com if you want. Oh, I have one more thing. Oh my God, I'm so glad I thought about this before I left because I was about to I was about to hurt feelings. Hold on, give me one second. Give me one second. We'll do this quickly. We'll do this real quick. I have it. We had a question come in. You ready? It says, hi, Jordan and Sequoia. I just binged your podcast while I was on 
while I was at work and y'all are hilarious. I just wanted to know your thoughts on holiday shopping, getting gifts last minute for the people you don't really know and the ones that don't want anything, et cetera, et cetera. Also, Sequoia, your food takes make my make me furrow my eyebrow. And Jordan, I'm glad you're there. Hope all is well. Take care. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, here's some there's somebody with sense, you know, a, little, a bit of sense. Somebody with sense, you know, a little bit of what sense. What was the question? What was the question about getting holiday gifts, getting gifts for people? How do we feel about getting people gifts that we don't know well? And how do we feel about getting gifts for people who don't want anything? All right. For people you don't know well, just don't get them a gift. Shake their hand when you see them. Be like, hey, Mm -hmm. hey, Mm -hmm. hi. You know, give them a nice warm hug and keep that stocking empty is my opinion. That's fair. If you're doing like a uh, if you're doing like a white elephant situation or something or a secret Santa situation or something oh, and you got to get somebody something you don't know that motherfucker like that, get them maybe like a card or maybe like bake a cookie and just leave it at that. So it's five dollar maximum. Run them something generic, something cute and keep it pushing. That's all. A card and a cookie are nice, you know, because like like a cook. Uh, no one's saying no to a cookie, you know what I mean. No one's gonna say no, no to one's, a cookie. No one's been feeling bad about a cookie unless you're a cat owner, in which case I don't trust the cookie that you made because it's gonna have cat hair in it. But otherwise, I'm gonna eat a cookie and it's gonna be good. So yeah, that's 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 our thoughts on it. But yeah, we'll return closer to holidays with some more holiday related things for you all. And um, yeah, that's it for this episode. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Have a good uh, Thanksgiving. Bye, friends.